The 2022 fantasy football season has finally arrived. And with that comes the long-awaited season two of Football on the Rocks. This year, we will bring you every week our borderline fringe starters, our busts of the week, and our DK or DraftKings stacks that we like to make sure your millionaire team is ready to go. Don't forget, we'll always talk about our bourbon or beer just to make sure you're enjoying a glass or two. Without further ado, here's your show, Football on the Rocks. Hello and welcome back to Football on the Rocks. You're joining us after a solid two-week hiatus, which, you know, we all have lives outside of this, so that's probably why. <laughs> yeah, as you could hear on the, our last couple of podcasts, babies crying, uh, all kinds of things going on in the background, so... Mm-hmm. We, I'm just glad we got one together again today. Yeah. We'll try to be as consistent as we can. Last year, for some reason, uh, it wasn't an issue. This year, you know, I had twins. Bobby had a baby. John's pregnant. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is this year we have added three children all under six months old at this point. Yeah, and we've only had two of us had kids because I have twins. <laughs> yeah. So John will have another one, which will be yeah. four kids. Well, here's the crazy thing. John was pregnant last year, too. Yeah. So was. this might be just a that's, consistent. That's, maybe maybe John doesn't want to do it anymore because he doesn't want to have another baby. You know, thinking into the next year, he'll be pregnant again if we you oh, know, keep going. Maybe that's Could the thing. Imagine. That, yeah. would be, that would be nuts. That household. That would yeah. be nuts. <laughs> well, the future of fantasy is alive and well. Yes, absolutely. We'll say that. And what's what's funny too is that uh, we we both have uh, girls that were all born, so I don't know if that has anything to do with with things as well. Uh, yeah, well, and he's got a, and John's got a boy on the way, so you yeah. know that could be you know who knows well, having another young daughter. So we got young families, we got lives going on. Um, you know, you could always reach out to us on Twitter as well until that kind of crashes and burns. Who knows what's going on with Twitter? We are not verified on there, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> didn't, yeah. didn't want to pay the eight bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even on Twitter, so I don't know what you're talking about. That's funny. Yeah. Well, very good. So tonight, why don't we start with what you're drinking? I'm having a nice glass watching some football. So what do you got, Bob? Uh, well, as it is deep into fall here, I actually have what is titled the fall IPA, which basically just means that it has some good hoppy piney notes to it. Um, it's your traditional style of IPA versus the uh, hazies that I typically will drink. Um, very good. Very uh, full flavors. This this is pulling that pine note from the Chinook hops. It is called Depth of Fields by Portage Brewing. I've spoken about them before. One of my favorite breweries here in Minnesota. Nice. I like it. Very good. Today, uh, you know, I think we had a couple weeks ago, somebody told me that they have these. I think it was you, Bobby, that said they have these like pre-made old fashions. Oh, yeah. A yeah. bunch of different places are going with. So, you know, I was, I judged it at first. I was like, yeah, you know, who'd want that? Like, you got to like make a real old fashioned. And then I thought to myself, well, that's not fair, right? You know, I get on these podcasts. I talk about bourbons. I better actually get an opinion on one of these things, right? So I went to the store. I saw Bullet, which I had a buddy um, gave me a taste of, and I wasn't a big fan. So, I eliminated Bullet, but then I saw High West. And High West, for those that remember, um, they make the Campfire Whiskey. And I think if, if you remember the podcast from last year, I literally tasted the Campfire Whiskey, and it tasted like the bonfire. You know what I'm saying? You stand around a bonfire, and that. it's like, yeah. It tastes yeah. like fire. <laughs> Not fire, like smoke. smoke. Like the, that deep, smoky. Absolutely. Like you you kind of love that smell sometimes, but then like you crawl in bed and you're like, I don't want my bed to smell like fire. Yeah, exactly. You, you, gotta take, like, like, you have to go take a shower afterwards right. because your right. hair stinks. It's so <laughs> smoky, but it's such a great smell. Yeah. So High West, in my, like in my mind, as I'm looking at this bottle of pre-made old-fashioned, I'm like, okay, you know, 
they've definitely done a good job of getting some flavors out of their their bourbons. I'm yeah, I think I'm I think I'm gonna give this a try. So I gave it a try tonight, and uh, I I read uh, up a little bit on what they do to make this uh, old fashioned. So they they make it's, they put the traditional old fashioned right. It's it's two parts the bourbon, I think one part or like a, a half a a part of like bitter or not bitters, um, um, simple syrup, and then uh, like three dashes of bitters, right? Like that's how they make an old fashioned, right? So they, they, how they prepared this, according to what I researched is they actually made it that way as they're putting this stuff into a, uh, old rye bourbon barrel. They put it all into the barrel in those parts, like, you know, two parts, you know, the whiskey, then everything else that comes with it. Yeah. And then they age it for like three months. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's like supposed to kind of take on more, you know, kind of marry those, those flavors together. And then of course you get it, you pour it out, you put it on some rocks and they recommend, you know, uh, either an orange slice peel, whatever. Your uh, garnish. Lemon. Yeah. Your garnishes that y'all your, put, uh, put your on. cherry juice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just add the grenadine, right, Bobby? <laughs> right, exactly. Just add the grenadine. It doesn't come with that that mix then. No, no, not uh no grenadine in this one, buddy. Um so anyway, I you know, pour myself a glass and then I found myself drinking another glass and uh yeah, it's a pretty good little drink. High West does a good job. So any of those of you that want to give an old-fashioned a try before you go buy one at the store, the High West pre-made old-fashioned gets five stars. Good to know. Um, those of you that are... Now, I have not seen the High West old-fashioned um, in a pre-mix myself here in Minnesota. Um, are you finding that... Just over by the other bottles of whiskey, or is it in a special section of like pre-made drinks? That's a good. That's a good point to make. So this the, the store that I found it at, they had it over kind of like it was by it was on the end cap by oh. the bourbons. So okay. that's kind of where they had all of them though. So I, I'd say it was more of a specific area where they had these pre-made drinks, but it was on the end cap of the bourbons. Okay. Because that's what I always find is that, um, at least here in Minnesota, um, we have our sections of here's your bourbons, here's your whiskeys, here's your, you know, everything sectioned out. And then there's a specific section for all of the pre-made margarita, the pre-made, you know, whatever you, pre-made daiquiri, whatever you want that's going to be pre-mixed and ready to go. There's a whole section just of that. So I want to know where to find this one because um, I myself actually have an On the Rocks brand. We're not affiliated yet. (laughs) (laughs) Nor will we likely ever be affiliated, but go ahead. (laughs) On the Rocks brand, um, they make pre-made drinks. They have an old-fashioned where they use Knob Creek as their base uh, for their pre-made Highly recommend. Very, very good. Um, just another one of those kind of pre-made, um, easy to drink. You just throw some rocks down, throw your garnish in there, and pour. You're ready to go. We talked a couple podcasts ago as well about making your refrigerator old-fashioned where yeah. you kind of uh, can custom your own old-fashions at home, pre-make them in that kind of bottle by yourself. Um, another great way to go just for that on hand, ready to go drink where you don't have to put in all of that extra work. Absolutely. Love it. Yep. Well, as we, uh, get back into the swing of things, um, well, yeah, you know, so before you say something, I had an idea, just kind of off the cuff here. Um, we are supposed to be the experts, right? Like that's that's who we are. We're here talking about sport, fantasy sports, 
and we're supposed to be the experts delivering you all great advice. That's, so that's the facade we put up. Yeah, yeah, that's the facade. So I figured I'd ask Bobby, how many number one, how many fantasy football leagues are you in? How many? So I am in one dynasty league. Okay, um, that we're in together. Actually, uh, we have a keeper league that it's a growing keeper league so year one we kept four players year two we keep five six seven eight and so on each year kind of adds that player on so it kind of grows into a dynasty league over time um but then that is also a reset league where somebody wins a set number of times or a couple times in a row and then we will reset the league from the beginning uh because clearly that person has dominated the league and and did what they needed to do and then we have a growing side pot for that uh we also are in a uh a super flex league together so that's three right there i also have uh a guillotine league and then three other redraft leagues that i am in as well Uh, a couple and one of those were in together Good. So in total, I think that's seven leagues. So as an expert in those leagues, how many do you feel like you have a number one? You're let's let's say like how many are you in the playoffs in? Like how many do you uh, feel like you're you have a better than seventy percent chance of making the playoffs? So so take the guillotine league out. I'm in six leagues. Um, better than sixty percent chance of making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Four. Okay, so you're four of six. Yep, four of six going to make the playoffs for sure. Um, though three of those six, I'm either in like first, second, or third place in. Uh, there's one other that I am uh, four and five, but the three through six seeds are all five and four. Um, so it's it's a matter of this this stretch going. At least three and two or four and one and, and being able to, you know, squeeze my way into the playoffs. Okay. All right. Good to know. Any any of them that you feel like you're a championship contender? Uh, for sure in two of them. Um, and I'll hopefully make the play or hopefully make the at least second round of the playoffs in our uh, growing keeper league. Yeah. Okay. That one I'm five and four, but I'm also like, in fourth place, but I was last week in first place. Yep. It's a very tight league. That league in general, week. by the way, that league in general is even across the board. It's incredible. We've we've called that league the Nightmare League for a number of years now. John will reference it as a Nightmare League, and it really was kind of a nightmare the way we started it all off. But I think the way that we did that draft and the way that we continue to do that league is what makes it so even. Oh, God, yeah. There's such a great distribution of players. There's no one team that's just absolutely stacked right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's a really, really fun league. And then uh, there is kind of this up and down, back and forth, because we have it. So there's, um, like, minus six points for a pick six. Yeah. It's just you know, other, big yeah. swings of point. It's all uh, six-point passing touchdowns as well. On yep. top of that, um, so like you're rewarded for actually doing well, and it doesn't skew heavy to just the teams with the that running quarterback. You actually need a quarterback talent, not just hey you got Hurts or you have Justin Fields or something like that. Yeah, uh, more recently at least. Yeah, where he's running and getting you the points that way. Absolutely. It evens Absolutely. out the field. But, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm hopeful to make the playoffs in most of them. And if I can go 4-1 and one in our family league, I, I've been decimated by injury and just poor choices. Um, I was going to say, I think it's more poor choices. Giving yourself, you know, the benefit of injuries in that league this year, Bobby, is not. Hey, I, <laughs> by two. So, no, 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 no. I have the benefit of injury to fall back on here because <laughs> – um, I have Swift got hurt out for the majority of the season so far. And I had Hall done for the year. 
those were two of my first five picks. Yeah. Um, my two running backs or my two wide receivers that I started out with, Sutton, bad choice. <laughs> Just poor choice. <laughs> However, I love I love him in the second half of the season here, despite in the last month only getting like fifty yards total. Yeah, we'll see um, how this ends up. But they, for you. they have they have good matchups the rest of the season. Um and then I also took um what's his name from the Rams who's terrible. Uh, yeah, Rob, Allen Robinson. Allen, Allen Robinson. Yeah. That was just another bad pick. I was pick 12. I was kind of saddled in a bad spot. I'm going to come up with more generic excuses as well. But <laughs> I love I, it. I feel like I, you know, I got a team. I'm going to make a run and I'm going to make the playoffs and just scratch and claw my way. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. That's I, my hope. I'm willing to bet that you will not make the playoffs. In that I'm league. willing to bet that too. I need, yeah, exactly. I, I need to go five and zero oh or four and one and get some help. Cause I, now I will say I, I've I lost will, three or I've only won three games so far this year. But but ever. no, like uh, let me make a point to that. So Bobby and just so those that aren't, this is the family league. This is the league, by the way, where last year when I dominated in most other leagues that we all us three were in together, they were giving me shit. Yeah. Because the one league I didn't do that well in was the family league, which yep. Bobby is referencing. And he was all like, you know, well, that's the only one that matters. It is the only one that matters. I'm so pissed. <laughs> yep. So he Despite starts doing the so well. I'm in first and second place in all these other leagues, but I am so stressed every week because I'm not doing well in this one. Yeah. And, and that league in particular, Bobby, was winless for the first four weeks of the season. Yeah. Uh, I think actually, were you owned? What is your right now? Three I was owned four. I was owned four, and then I won two. And I was like, "Oh, here we go!" Yeah, and then you lost one. And then, then I lost. And then, then you won, won another one. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah, I'm, three and five or something like that is where you're yeah, at. Three and um, yeah, three and six. Three and six. Three right. Six. Yeah, but you know, I, I was gonna say like, if you look at your snapshot of the last couple of weeks, you know, you can't really be that mad, but. Right. uh but yeah, it's it's gonna be a long a long it's, trip. Oh God. Yeah. I need things to happen. Yes. Yes, very much so. Well good. So let me give you my little recap. Yeah, yeah you're um, in you're well how many leagues are you so in? So I'm here? in I'm in seven regular well, I shouldn't say regular league. I'm in seven leagues, of which let's see how many of them are redraft and so on. So one, two, three redraft. We had the one keeper, so let's see. Okay. Um, four redraft leagues, five redraft leagues, and then the other two are a keeper of some kind. Is that right? In our dynasty, two, three, four. So you're in about eight five, total, nine six, total. Seven. I'm in. I'm in seven leagues total, and then I have. Uh, I am. I'm. I'm a part owner of another team. Uh, namely, this is one of the neighborhood leagues. Uh, there's two of them, of course. Wasn't in any neighborhood leagues last year. I'm in two of them this year. One of them, a uh, buddy of mine, they did a 10-team league. So I partnered with a friend because I was like, dude, listen, I'm not gonna, I don't have time to have another league. But anyway, so I did the draft. Me and his name's Brad. Me and Brad basically partnered up, and I, I literally kind of went through the draft and helped them pick the team. John was actually there. He kind of, I'd show him, you know, so he kind of maybe helped us a little bit. So it was kind of a combo, but for the most part, it was me drafting the team. And then his job is to manage the team. That team is eight and one. (laughs) And really good. That's a really good manager. So that wouldn't count. It's not one I'm counting as my league, but that one is is a solid, solid team. Yeah, the manager is making really good decisions with lineups. Yeah, 100%. Um, Has zero to do with the players we picked. Right. Uh, And it's actually kind of funny because in that league, we ended with like three or four tight ends. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did. But one of them was Travis Kelsey. And I have no idea why we got the other ones, but we did because we were so drunk at the end of that draft. (laughs) <laughs> um, just picking up a bunch of guys. So anyway, uh, so that, that team's doing really, really well. Uh, and then I have four guillotines that I was in this year. I lost one and I have three left. So, nice. so pretty active and everybody knows I do the, the, the daily stuff. So I'm, I'm pretty active in those different things. So that kind of gives you an idea. Now of all of those, there is only two. That I might not make the playoffs in. Nice. 
One of them is the uh, two quarterback league that we have, whiskey and wipes. Um, oh, yep, that's a great league. I, I actually love, love my team, but I I feel like that team for me, I've been a little bit unlucky, and, and I could be wrong. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I I got a decent amount of points. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I just feel like I've been a little bit unlucky in certain in certain spots. Um, but it is a, a pretty solid team, and technically, I'm currently in the playoffs. Uh, but we'll see what happens with that one. Uh, that's one that Bobby, I'm sure you feel like you can compete and have a good shot in it. Yeah, I, I'm seven and two in that one. I got you know, there's one team better than me that's undefeated. Yeah, I'm actually playing this week. There you go. Um, and I'm projected the gap. To, projected to win by thirty. Yeah, close the gap. There you go. So, so anyway, so that's where I'm at with those. Uh, I have one other league that is the other neighborhood league, um, and I also got bit by the uh, Swift bug, so that didn't help me out. Um, but I've made some interesting moves in that league. I kind of that one uh, would remind you of what you've had in the in the garage league this year, Bobby. Start out pretty slow. Um, didn't really, you know, it was not very competitive to, to some degree. And now I'm back up to four and five. So this is my worst team is four and five. So that's probably a good thing, right? I'm four yeah. and five. I'm one game out of the playoffs in that league uh, with a pretty solid team. But I have Jamar Chase. He's injured, and that is not helping the squad overall. But, but again, competitive, have a shot. Um Definitely, definitely have a shot. So we'll see how that one ends up. That kind of gives so, you an idea. With all of that, it's kind of a, a a setup to what I was actually going to dive into, which actually this this really actually sets it up brilliantly. That here we are. If you're not solidly in the playoffs, and even if you are, um, you're you're five and four. You're four and five. You're three and six and just hopeful to make the playoffs, especially most leagues. You you have about a six team playoff uh, yep. in your 12 team leagues or, or higher. Even six teams make the playoffs in general teams with seven or more losses. Never make the playoffs. Yes. Correct. Once you hit that six loss and, it's, and you winner go that, home pretty much. That's a good point, but that, Depending on your league, I mean, you could squeak in. There is the rare, you know, especially yeah. with that extra game now, seven and seven yeah. can be that six seed sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, but once you hit that seventh loss, it's pretty much winner go home for sure. Yeah. Um. So as you look at that, we gotta win out. We gotta go four and one. Um, we're trying to make that change happen here. Yeah. So, so really, I guess the question is trades, right? So, who are you targeting? Yeah, is that where we're getting? Because that? you're the team that's gotten you to four and five isn't going to bring home a championship, right? You know, there isn't some injured guy at this point in the year that's coming back and resurrecting your team, um, like you know, like we saw um, Hopkins come back be that wide receiver one that you were hoping he would be. Yep. Um, he maybe did a little bit for you, but that's just one guy. Who are you targeting? What kind of trades are we seeing happen in these leagues that we're in across the board? Absolutely. Um, and so I want to I want to see uh, what you would do with this trade. Okay, let's hear it. Here's the team. This is the one where, you know, it's actually it's a 14-team league, non-PPR. So okay. that factors in here. Um, I'm four and five, but the three seed in this league is five and four. So I'm literally a game out. Yeah, you're right there. I'm right there. I need to make a trade to make some things happen. All right. So I have Eckler, Pitts, and Deshaun Watson. who's coming back week 13. They, they already said he's going to start right away. Eckler, Pitts, and Watson. I was offered the trade of those three for Foreman, Palmer, Higby, and Hertz. Okay. Do you take that? Now, this is think about this pre Thursday night football. Foreman and Foreman had a good night, right? Foreman had a good night with thirty-one carries and you know 
touchdown and 130 yards or something. He got yeah. 19 total points. Yeah. Was that a trade prior to that that you would take? Well, let's let's talk through this a little bit. So I think there's two components that have to be thought of, right? So you're the four and five team. Yep. Who's your current quarterback? Because Watson's obviously not playing for you. Right. My current quarterback, uh, Jacoby Brissett. Yikes. All right. Because he's so, playing Miami. It's a it's a it's a rotating. I assume you you take him in and out as it comes. Streaming situation. Yes. Yeah. Um, some weeks it was Derek Carr. Some weeks it was, um, you know, Jacoby Brissett. I was starting Andy Dalton a few weeks. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's a fourteen team league, so it's not like there's good streaming out options out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I started the I started the league with Dak, and he got hurt immediately. Um, and yeah, that didn't help you either. Things. So yeah. I've been playing that game for a while. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what I think through when I think through this. So number one, obviously the Eckler piece hurts, right? Because you you have to win weeks. You you can't you can't take a ton of losses. You're four and five. We've already said you have at most two more losses you can take, and we're in week ten, right? So you got ten, eleven. You have three weeks before you get what we would arguably would say is a startable quarterback. Right. And after a year and a half of not playing football, I don't expect Watson's first game to be, like, awesome. So I'd really say there's about four weeks there where you're streaming quarterbacks. And then the question is, is Eckler and these other guys going to make up the difference of what Hurt would give you? Is Eckler and Pitts, right. And it's one at Pitts. Okay. And Pitts versus Higby, I might take Higby anyway. Right. Okay. So well, that and that and looking at Higby, his uh his matchups the rest of the way. Um now this granted this is in a non PPR league, so bear with me on the scoring. But he goes up against the second worst team against tight ends this week. Then the second best the next week, but then he goes up against Three straight bottom six versus the tight end, including the first and the third worst against tight ends. Yeah. And then the playoffs start. Yeah. So, I mean, you're getting a much better, at least, matchup value at tight end. Yeah. So, so that's good. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it, it helps that Foreman had a good week and, and kind of two good weeks, right? Right. So that since, makes that would since, make me uh, feel a little bit better, but still it's Eckler, dude. He wins weeks for people, man. Like legit. So I think there's a lot of things to consider. I think in your position, putting yourself in a spot where you're gonna have hurts in a non PPR league, because Eckler is great in a PPR league, non PPR not as great. Uh, right. I think I actually might have taken that that trade. Um, and, and honestly, I think that trade works both ways for both. And, and I, I did take that trade, um, uh, and was able to start Foreman. Also, Palmer is the only wide receiver right now in, um, LA for the Chargers. Um, and then you get a top five, top three quarterback. Yeah. And I think that's the key, the, the key piece for me is, and, and we didn't talk about what else you got on the bench and what other players you have. But yeah, the it's fact the that I got, you know, I got now like a quarterback it's... that I don't ever have to be concerned with. He's right. going to get me probably 20, 25 points a week. Yeah. Um, in a non-PPR setting, that's, again, that's just a, a big deal. Right. So, so I, I think you, you add all those things together. That's what makes me feel pretty I was able to make a really good, really good deal there. And then, and then um, you hit. I mean, the other, fact of the matter is a... Foreman hit. Like, if Foreman doesn't do well yeah. and he struggles for a couple weeks, which he very well could, it might suck. Honestly, if you're four and five, you make that trade. I have no idea what your other team is, but I, I saying okay, get me in the playoffs, and we'll see what happens. Exactly. Because you're not that sitting there saying I have a team, I'm going to be legit championship. Yeah. But I think you got a team that you say, hey, get me there, dude. If Hurts goes off, you know, a couple weeks in a row and gets me 30, 40 points, like that might be enough right. to get me in the championship. And, and that was one of the thoughts that I had was that. Who is more likely to get me in a non PPR? Who's more likely to get me twenty five points or more? Yeah, yeah. Eckler versus Hertz. Hertz. Give yeah. me Hertz all the time. Yeah. And then <laughs> Pitts. You know my 
hatred for him. I'm, I'm was, surprised you still had him on your team this late in the season. He, I've been trying to trade him all year long, but I never got any good value for him. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where somebody else is going to be wanting him to. Yeah. And I was able to find that. Now, the other trade that I have. Well, hold on. Let me give you one because I have a different okay. circumstance. So I'm on the other side. Okay. Um, so let me let me give you my my trade here. This is uh, the Highlander League, which is uh, one of my favorite leagues. We talk about it all the time. We get together as a group. It's a lot of fun. Okay. So let me first preface by saying my team. I've made a couple of trades. I am I'm currently six and three. Lost last week. Should have won, but uh, he had like three players go on Monday night or something like that. Came out of nowhere and beat me. But anyway, I am. Uh, there's one team that is currently undefeated. I am basically tied for second with the most points. Okay, so I'm. This is a team I feel like can go to the championship. So to give you an idea of my team. I have Burrow as my quarterback, Taylor, who I know has been a disappointment this year, but he's one of my running backs. Kamara, I have Hill. Evans, then we go tight end is, is Fryermuth. Um, my other wide receivers, we have two flex spots on this. I got uh, St. Bra- Amon Ross, St. Brown, DeAndre Hopkins uh, as my two flexes. But here's the other thing. I have Judy, Pollard, and Mostert on the bench. Okay? So this is one of those teams where I have a ton of depth, and I'm considering making a move. And I want your opinion. So on the opposite side, I'm in a position where I can make a trade that ultimately at the end of the day will make me better later down the line. But I don't need to work. Like I'm in the playoffs, right? You know, I don't need to worry about that. I'm there. Right. It's just, does this make my team better or worse? So I give up two bench, two current rostered bench players in Pollard. Who, I mean, arguably, I would start him, but I can't figure Pollard out who this to start week, him over. Pollard this week should. Pollard this week is looking like he's going to be the feature back. Right. So I'm probably like, um, like, and I might even start like over Taylor. It's going to be out this week. Yeah. So it's just, it's tough. Like we'll talk about who I start Pollard over or not. But anyway, so Pollard and Judy, and in return, I get Jamar Chase. And Kenyon Drake. So basically, Pollard and Judy for Chase. Correct. Now and Drake Taylor. Knows what's but going here's on the there. thing: Taylor and Kamara have late week buys, like thirteen and fourteen. So, like, I would need to start. Yeah, you don't know, a running that's back. Most most would start. You know, in one of those games for me. Right. So literally, my so think of it: starting lineup. You know. It'd be Taylor Kamara, and when everybody's out in the playoffs, I'd go Taylor Kamara, Hill, Chase, Fryermuth, which is whatever, Evans, Brown, Hopkins. Right. Those guys, I get to choose that's, two that's, of that's the three: team. Evans, Brown, and Hopkins. One of them yeah. would sit on the bench. I, I think you do that deal. I, I really do. I think that's a trade that you do. Um, I really like the the Broncos. It's gonna sound bad. I like the Broncos in the second half here. Um, they do have they have no matchups with a top twelve passing defense, um, and the majority of their games are actually against like top ten passing uh, defenses for yeah. fantasy. So like you're gonna Tennessee, Baltimore, Kansas City twice. Um, those are top premier matchups against those bottom 10 teams against the yeah. wide receivers. So, like, I I am actually trying to trade for and, like, holding those guys to see what happens. They're coming out of a bye. They were just overseas. Hopefully there's some change happening. Um, maybe th- hopefully that overseas trip and the, uh, the bye week kind of gets them that natural reset and they're able to come out the next – couple of weeks and put up some bigger numbers and see that offense actually be what everyone thought that they would be. Um, I'm banking on that. That is where, you know, so these are guys, especially because they are cheaper to acquire Jerry, Judy, and uh, Sutton. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so like, yeah, that's and, where and that's I'm, the, so the point I'm trying to make in that is like looking at you get to a position where you're in, in a but, spot with some. But if depth. you can trade Judy, if you can trade Judy, yeah, you can trade Judy essentially for a better wide receiver. Jamar Chase is, Chase is just all around a better receiver. You don't need that depth, especially as someone who is solidly in the playoffs. If he weren't solidly in the playoffs, correct, I yep. would say you maybe want to think about that hold. You, you can't really be taking that empty roster spot, um, all that kind of stuff. But that's definitely a yes. Yeah. So I didn't take the trade. Um, it has since expired. Ooh. Now, I in my like, so here's the reason why I didn't. I honestly felt like Jonathan Taylor may not play. Just in general, he's been nursing an ankle and some other injuries. So I'm in my head. I'm like, okay, well, if Pollard plays again, like, and is the lead back going forward the rest of the season, Pollard is a 14 to 15 point running back the rest of the year, and he completely fills yeah. in the gap that may be left by Taylor. So I didn't take it. Um, I am considering sending something back because I do have the ability to, to, to wait for that. But I can only start four wide receivers, and I already have five wide receivers. So making that trade, I'd still have five wide receivers, and those five wide receivers would be Hill, Amon Ross St. Brown, Mike Evans, Chase, and DeAndre Hopkins, all of which would be pretty much number one wide receivers on any other team. Right. Well, and the yep. thing is, too, you, you mentioned uh, uh, St. Brown. He is a guy that a lot of people, or at, at least in my experience, a lot of people are starting to shop him around thinking, oh, yeah. okay, this rookie's going to come on, he's going to start taking targets away, all this kind of stuff. I don't know that that's going to happen in, in a significant way. And if anything, having a, another speedy receiver on that team, someone who can take some attention away is actually going to make him a little bit better. Well, and let's be real. Let's talk about Amon Ross St. Brown, right? So at the end of last season, he had like eight catches or some stupid number like that every game for like the last six games. And and then it stretched into this season. I think he like set a consecutive game streak record or something. Of eight eight catches. It was like like 10 or 12 games in a row. So – him getting six catches and 48 yards or 70 yards is like a regression for him. But that's also a pretty good week. Regression is six catches and 50 yards. Like, Oh my God. <laughs> people, who have, people who have DJ Moore would sell a kidney for that. <laughs> They would sell a kidney. Right. So I, I think that's the thing that's tough. Um, now, if you can get some value for him, like I I tried, uh, I, I thought about, I didn't do it, but I thought about just offering Brown for Chase straight up because Bra- he needs Brown? a guy. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Oh, okay. For Jamar Chase straight up. But then I thought about it and I'm like, well, I have – Basically, it gives me three weeks of nobody in that position. I got I got other players, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah. But it gives me three weeks of of nothing in that spot for a guy I hope Jamar Chase comes back and is fully healthy and what projects out at you know seven to ten catches a week, yeah. which is literally what I'm on Ross St. Brown basically gets on a regular basis. Right. I would, yeah. The other deal that you have is was better. a better deal. Right. And that's why I didn't offer the, the straight up for those because, like you said, people are starting to shop him because of the different reasons. He has he had two weeks in a row that were kind of blah. Um, and, you know, Jameson Williams is, is coming on here in the next week or so. So people are yeah. starting to well, say, Well, like, and they've, they've even said uh, over in Detroit, like, hey, we're, you know, we're taking it slow with him. Like, he's part of our future. Um, and they aren't exactly competing. Right. <laughs> now they right. did beat Green Bay. But, you know, yeah, but, they're not exactly competing. <laughs> you know, my local high school team could be Green Bay. Come on. Um, I love that the, you just said that. That's really funny. God, well, they're so bad. No, they're, they're not so that bad. bad. The problem is is, is they, they are they're struggling, okay? They're bad. But, but to say that they're bad, dude, they're one year away. 
from a 13-3 and season, and the only players they lost was one defensive line or defensive line uh, linebacker, which we got now at the Vikings, and a wide receiver. Sham. It shows how bad Aaron Rodgers is. Average Rodgers. <laughs> Did you see that thing that I sent you with the 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 quarterbacks that are yeah, like when yeah. they put on a wig, so to speak, or whatever that they yeah. look like? <laughs> yeah. Aaron Rodgers is. I you know I and I've said this to other people. He went to Chile, did some ayahuasca, and learned that there's more to life than football, and he doesn't care anymore. Yeah, he's, he's just like I'm gonna throw the ball truth. around, and if something cool yeah. happens, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't, and I'm just gonna chill with it. And yeah. everyone can be like mad or whatever, but I'm making stupid money. Yeah, and like they who can cares go if we himself. win? Like who cares? Yeah. Like, and he doesn't realize that everyone in Green Bay cares. Yes. No, no, I think he realizes it, but he really just doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't, but he doesn't care. Like, that's fucks given that are at a currently at zero. (laughs) And he hasn't for, like, that this whole season, he hasn't cared. Well, not even that. Remember back, uh, what was it, a couple years ago, where the R-E-L-A-X, relax, kind of came about? Right? So, like, I don't think he's given any fucks since then. Yeah. Like, let's, let's talk about it. Like, you're 13 and three, you're the league MVP, and you lose at home in the first round of for your first I mean, game. Your holy cow. Game. And then immediately afterwards, like, yeah, you guys can trade me. Like, <laughs> he cares zero. Right? I'm surprised. Right? Who and in their right mind wants to be in Green Bay anyway? Right. Terrible facilities. <laughs> the field is a freaking shit show. The, I mean, nobody wants to be there anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, come if, on. If, I, I've said this forever, that if Favre didn't come along in like 93, 94, whatever it was, and become Brett Favre, all caps, yeah, and do what he did, Green Bay would have left the Packers, they would have left and went somewhere else. Yeah, they, there would yeah. not be a Green Bay Packers team any longer. They would be called the Los Angeles Packers. Yeah. They, they rebrand everything like when the Houston Oilers went to Tennessee. Yeah. They would yeah. rebrand the entire thing because they were so bad for so long. Well... You say that, but they also have a ton of history, right? Going all the way back to one of the first. But that that history, ever. that history is way back. Way, I'm saying we're in the 90s here, right? There, so it, it yeah, I see what you're saying. So if there was like, no Favre and like no 20, you know, 30 Rogers. years, 20, 30 years, their team was already missing the playoffs, winning four to six, four to six games a year. Yeah, they were bad, not getting any better. Brett Favre did what he did, and here we are, you know, 30 years later. They've only won two Super Bowls in that time now. Yeah, well, like, but they've been competitive. They've also, been right there all the time. Yeah. But but with what they've had, they won two Super Bowls between those two amazing quarterbacks. I'm just, I mean, look at what so many other good quarterbacks have done. It uh, Joe Flacco has as many Super Bowl wins as Favre. And Aaron Rodgers. Yes, that's that is the point. That's the point I'm making. We might have to name this episode. Joe Flacco has as many Super Bowl wins (laughs) as Favre and Rodgers. (laughs) (sighs) Like, come on! Like, I'm sorry. Like, just let's be real here. Yeah, I love it. So I love it. All right. Well, what else we got? We we've been talking for forty something minutes. I've enjoyed it so far. We don't need to keep these people listening for too long. What else you got this week? So I do. I do have one other trade that actually we got sent in by by one of our listeners here. Um, so he is in a league. He has Kamara, Etienne uh, as his main running backs. He does also have Clyde Edwards, Elair. Um, his wide receivers got Hopkins, DJ Moore. They only start two wide receivers in this league. They have one flex spot. Uh, his other wide receivers, Mike Williams and uh, Cooks. Was offered straight up Amari Cooper for Kareem Hunt. 
He has Hunt as his flex. What are you doing with that offense? Is it a PPR league? Uh, yes. Is he in the playoffs? Is he trying to get in the playoffs? What's his circumstance? Right on that edge of playoffs, five and four. Um, currently in, but you never know what will happen. Yeah, totally understand. Totally understand. So my opinion, just to kind of give you the quick rundown of what I think. Um, I, want, I want your opinion, and I'm going to give mine, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hear what our listener ends up doing. Yeah, so I I take Amari Cooper all day and twice on Sunday. And here's here's why. Okay, so first of all, Hunt is fine. He's a consistent steady Eddie. If you want a solid floor, I, I get it. Like, go with him. But, dude, in – what has it been? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like, eight games, Cooper's got 66 targets – 39 receptions, and five touchdowns, okay? He has one, two, three, four of the eight games over 20 points and only two that I would consider a dud, okay? Um, so, yeah, I, I take the upside because here's the deal. If I'm in the playoffs and I got the number one wide receiver for Deshaun Watson – as a guy I'm playing every week, I, I'm going to take that. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I like, again, I think Chubb just scores every touchdown on the ground. Hunt's not getting any of those touches. And at the end of the day, you got the, the number one and really only wide receiver in Cleveland when that quarterback comes back. Who, by the way, only wide receiver in Cleveland with a – like Brissett as his quarterback, and the guy is throwing out four twenty-plus point weeks. So a little bit earlier out of this podcast, you're saying, eh, "I don't know how well uh, Watson's going to do when he gets back, and you can't really trust him until like really week fifteen because you know he's got week which 14, is the start of the playoffs. Which, yep. Yeah, are you going to put him in in the playoffs? You know all that kind of stuff. You got to see it first, whatever." But you're totally confident that everything's going to go great on the passing side. No, no, I'm totally <laughs> confident that Amari Cooper is still going to be a very solid wide receiver to play, regardless of Watson's play. Because, okay, let's back this up a step. If Watson is playing poorly, would you say he's, in, in his poor playing, would you say he's as good or better than Brissett? If he's playing badly, he could be worse than Brissett because the so how much? But bad. how much worse? Not not significant. I, okay. I can't, so I can't so, be absurd and say that he's going to be significantly worse. right. So not significantly worse. And Jacoby Brissett in five different games this year has thrown the ball to Amari Cooper ten plus times. So it's like, like even in Watson being bad. The top wide receiver for Cleveland is still having a top 10 wide receiver year. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I, I take the, I take him all day. Because I, I just think the upside is significant. And you're only so, looking at two bust weeks at the end so of the day. So I actually have an alternative opinion on this, which makes it great because I'm, I'm going to be very curious to hear what our listener ends up doing. So... I actually would rather hold Kareem Hunt. Reason being, this team is going to start passing more, considerably more than they have been with Brissett, with the skill set that uh, Watson brings in. You also have an immediate running back number one. If anything happens to Nick Chubb, who happens to touch the ball, a crazy amount of time, so there's lots of opportunity for that. Now he's been solid. He has really not much, if at all, uh, a, an injury history. But that means he's due. Um, so Kareem Hunt stock is going to go up, especially once um, once Watson comes in. Uh, and so for that reason, you know, he's going to be a little bit of a security blanket along with uh, Njoku. I think those guys get a little bit more work out of the backfield and in the short intermediate range. I do really like 
Cooper. I think stuff is going to be happening for him as well. But if I am looking at the next couple of weeks, needing to make some good moves and set myself up for the future, I like Hunt uh, as someone to just kind of hold, see what happens, and go from there. So a question just, you know, for this person that's listening. Um, what do you think the ceiling, if Chubb stays healthy, is for Hunt? Like, what's his what's his best? Week? I think I think Hunt is going to get, you know, over the course of the season, especially once, uh, once Watson comes in, I see Hunt getting more work, especially, and that in a PPR he'll get somewhere between twelve. Maybe his floor is probably fourteen, thirteen points a week. No, yeah. Look at it. Look. Tell me. Tell me. No, his floor is not yeah. fourteen points. Yeah. I'm looking it up. We're going to find out. I'm going to tell you right now what his floor is. No, I'm saying going forward. Rest of the season. They got some good matchups. No, Bobby, his his average is 10. Yeah. It's going to he's going to become more So you're than the you're South you're asinine to think that he's going to have a floor of 14. Yeah. When he's average 10 and he's had one week throughout the whole year that he's had he's had over fourteen points. Nope. Okay, sorry. He had fourteen point seven points. Thanks. In another week, other than that, he has had one week over fourteen, and you're telling me his floor is fourteen. You've lost your mind. Yeah, I'm. I'm talking about now and going forward. Okay, let's let's make another bet. I'll even lower it. I bet he doesn't average 14 points a week between now and the end of the season. So that means he could have like a super crazy week and like the average is skewed. You're saying his floor is 14. I'm saying he won't average 14. So he could have a 30-point week and then have a zero point week and average 15 and you'd still win the bet. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm saying he won't even average 14. I, the, the, the thing that I'm hedging on with my whole, I would rather have Kareem Hunt thing is that something comes of uh, the passing game and that he is going to be much more involved come week 13. Yeah. So we, got we, we understand so what you're saying, but, but, and that, makes, so we have a better now. If if and or when something happens to Nick Chubb, yeah. you have sure. immediate. We can back. all agree that if something happens to Nick Chubb, he will be a number one running back. There's no denying that. But I still, do we have a better not? No, I don't think he averages fourteen. You don't think he averages from week thirteen on? I think I'm right. In well, a full point PPR, it's, it's week ten. So week yeah, ten so on, from, I'm saying I'm he saying will not average when, fourteen. I'm looking at from when uh, Watson comes into play. Well, no, you just said you. Just, it, we're not, we're talking about this guy getting a guy. So you're saying for three weeks he's making a bad trade by keeping him, and the last three weeks it's a good it's a good trade. I'm looking at the the guy come playoff time. Who would I rather have? Yeah, I think I think it's a no-brainer. I'd still take Amari Cooper 100% of the time. Uh, and no no debate in my mind. But, again, do we have a bet or not? <laughs> no, I just said no. You don't want to take – okay, good. <laughs> Had you taken that bet out, I, I mean, Bobby, the guy's averaged 10 points a week so far this season. Two I, like, I like him going no. forward. I'll t- You know what? Here we go. I'll take the bet. That week 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17, the last four weeks of the season, he does not average 14 points a week. Okay. All right. There you go.
weeks from when from from in thirteen game, on in games to the end of the fantasy football season, he will in, not average fourteen points a week in games in which Deshaun Watson is a, is the starting quarterback. Oh no no team. no! That's now you're being very uh, technical. That's that's it's, why I like him. But it's not because like Deshaun Watson, Bobby. Not, it's not like it's not like he's currently injured, Watson. So he's gonna come back. I can't like. You're saying, oh, I want to make a bet with you, Joe, but if the guy gets hurt, then I don't want to make the bet anymore. Well, well we're, we're talking whole, three weeks my from whole now. statement hinges on the player playing. I mean, I still think it's ridiculous that you're going to make me do that, but that's fine. I, either way, I think I know I'm right. It's not even a debate. So 14 points when Deshaun Watson plays football. Yes, because the team will be passing more. Who's going to be on the field when the team is passing? Nick Chubb? I disagree with the first part of the statement. I disagree with the fact that you think they're going to be passing the ball more. Why wouldn't they? The whole reason why they brought this guy in is to pass the ball up. Do you know who their coach is? Why else would they bring in a passing quarterback that runs some himself? They're not going to have a non-receiving running back on the field. Bobby. Why Why would Nick Chubb be out there for 80? Because he's Nick Chubb all caps. That's why, because he's an absolute stud. They, they, their offense when because Watson comes back is still going to be centered around running the football with Nick Chubb. Play action, rollouts, passing the ball, etc., will be a big part of what they can Nick, do. Nick They'll Chubb, be able to open it up more with a guy like Watson, who's more athletic, that has a bigger arm, that can do more with the football. Nick Chubb that has, doesn't automatically mean they're going to throw the ball 50 times now that Watson's he, on the Yes, field. they will. They're going to be passing way more. God, do you want to make Chubb, another bet? Nick Chubb has 10 receptions all year long. That's because they on first and second not, down, when Nick Chubb is in the game, they run the ball right now. He is not. And in the in, With Watson being quarterback, on first and second down, they're going to run the ball. And if they decide to do a play-action fake, which they'll be able to do, they're going to get more chunk plays from throwing the ball downfield because they're trying to stop Nick Chubb from running it. But they can't load the box anymore because if they do that, then Watson's going to destroy them on the back end. So, Bobby, they're still a running team. Yes, Hunt will come in on third downs and be a Hunt, factor. Hunt is going to be on the field way more. Week. Hunt's going to be on the field way more. No. No, the only reason Hunt will be on the field way more is if Chubb is nicked up. I love it's a good good final argument. Joe, I'm sorry for the person Joe, that's debating say, making this I, trade. I, I will uh, say, again, no. I'm on the Cooper Amari Cooper side. Bobby is on the Kareem Hunt side as far as which player you would rather have. I have to argue with you on that last statement that you made. Okay. That the on, the only way that Hunt will be on the field is if Chubb is nicked up. Chubb is always nicked up. No, no, no. The only way yes, he'll be he on is. the field he is more. always nicked up all the time every day. Forever, his entire life, he has been nicked up. Okay, his name is I'm Nick. Saying the only his way name he's is on Nick. the field, he is nicked up all the time. Yeah, that is not changing. Okay, I disagree with that statement too. But you can't I disagree. Answer. It's his name. His name is Nick. He is Nick nicked up, up. Oh all God. the time. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We all know how ridiculous you are, but. I have also just uh, probably 30 minutes ago opened a Fat Pants Brewing Company uh, Oktoberfest that I had stored away. Uh, They're in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. They have a fantastic brewery, really fun space. Uh, There's there's even a food truck kind of like inside there. They have some guest chefs that come in and things like that. Great location, Fat Pants Brewing, Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Go get nice little plug there. Nice plug. Um, and that is also why I'm really um, liking Nick Chubb being nicked up all the time. <laughs> so much to talk about. All right. Well, good. Listen, like I said, it's been an hour. We've had a lot of fun. I know that uh, our listeners are probably like, oh, my God, we didn't even talk about that much tonight. But I think it was great. Thank you for your time, my Last- brother. 
Last second, I got two things to say. If you need a running back and he's somehow still available in your league, rush out, grab Kyron Williams, running back for the Rams. If he wasn't hurt at the beginning of the year, he was going to be highly featured in that offense. Um, and we were really going to see uh, Cam Akers fall away. I think this young man is going to have a great second half of the season. Um, if you need a wide receiver, Traylon Burks is coming off of the IR here. Um, great rookie talent, and you're going to have Tannehill back. He has some really good matchups down the stretch here as well. Uh, played Jacksonville week 14. Um, you also get Jacksonville week 18 if you're one of those leagues that go all the way into uh, the, the final week of the season. Um, there's no, really nobody else that they're going to be throwing to, so it's going to get a high target share. Some guys that might be available out on your waivers because they have both been on IR lately. Um, somebody to look at and see. Maybe they'll be able to help you in that flex spot towards the end of the season. Good points. Love it. All right. I enjoyed it. I'm going to go pour myself my third old fashioned and really yeah. enjoy the rest of this night. In fact, the rest of this Alabama old miss game, it's a game, man. I'll tell you what. Oh yeah. All right. Loved it. Enjoyed it. Bye. All right.